Tuesday, July 6th, and you're listening to episode 26 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam Favada. And I'm Brandon, your long lost favorite co-host. We're back. Hey. We are back. Uh, Sam and I have both been on benders, uh, so uh, <laughs> we have now recouped. Uh, we're back. We might have taken a little trip out into the desert and taken some illicit things and wow. found ourselves. Um, I, I'm sorry. I was supposed to tell everybody that. Or we were just. Yeah, we'll just go with that. <laughs> uh, no, we've been a uh, so, little summer uh, break. You know, we deserve a little summer break, too. Sorry for the uh, hiatus, but we're back and uh, we're ready to go. It's uh, I hope you missed us. We missed you. And uh we have a lot to talk about. So looking ahead tonight. No, we don't. A ton to get into. <laughs> All right. We could just talk about whatever Sam, you we're want. back. You know, I got to bust your chops. It's been a while. <laughs> Including diving into the NBA playoffs, looking ahead at the finals that start when you're listening to this uh, Tuesday night and uh, check in on how Major League Baseball is dealing with those foreign substances and uh, talk about Trevor Bauer, too. In that yeah. whole situation yeah that that sticky we, situation yeah. see what i did there that was good <laughs> how you been hayes there. what's up man it's been a uh, while i've been hot uh it's the summertime uh you know trying to stay cool of course this is uh the summer that my pool liner is ripped um and something has to be essentially rebarred on the pool uh so yeah no pool right now so just uh, currently applying for applications to friends pools maybe might even apply to be a lifeguard so i can be by a pool uh just randomly act like i'm saving somebody to cool myself down uh but besides that uh been great some things have had me up some things have had me down but it's life how about you hey man um doing well it's been a busy Busy time over at the Favada household, but we're uh, trucking through. Um, got to see you for the first time in a while, so that was fun. We uh, got together and, and watched some, I guess you could call it sports. We'll get into that a little later. <laughs> uh, but first, I guess we just have to dive into the NBA Finals. As I mentioned, they start uh, you know, today, Tuesday, when you're listening to this, and mm-hmm. the Suns the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, which if you were to say that this would be the playoff matchup, the finals matchup at the beginning of the season, uh, it would be, uh, I guess anything is possible as Kevin Garnett would say, but it would be a hard, uh, hard sell. But the Suns opened as a minus 175 at Caesars and uh, the Bucks are listed as a plus 150 underdog. Uh, Phoenix has a five five and a half point favorite um, for tonight's game. Thoughts on uh, you know we got a lot to to dive into the series. I guess we'll just start with a general uh, recap of the playoffs and how we got here. You you, you got anything uh, off the bat here? Well, my favorite point guard of all time is also favored right now, currently to be the uh, MVP. Uh, he's plus one seventy in that right now. Um, and then the other MVP honors yeah. is uh, Devin Booker, Devin Booker, Devin Booker, and then Giannis is behind them. So it's Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Giannis right now for the uh, betting. But um, 
if you had either of these people or either of these teams uh, as the finals matchup, you are, I hope you bet a lot of money because you have something outside of the fan bases, which obviously everybody from the fan bases always sees their team going somewhere, right? Um, outside of the fan bases, I'm sure nobody had this happening. Um, I'm sure the NBA probably didn't want this to happen uh, because they probably wanted it to be the Lakers and the Nets because you can only imagine how many tickets it would have been. It would have been New York versus L.A., uh, but instead it's two smaller market teams uh, in the NBA Finals. But for true and avid basketball uh, followers, this is a phenomenal matchup. You get to see Devin Booker, who is uh, a carbon copy of Kobe. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. He really is. Yes, he doesn't have the rings, but he's still young. Uh, Chris Paul finally gets his opportunity after 16 years to finally be in the finals. Uh, his relationship with Monty Williams is phenomenal. Uh, goes back to when he was in New Orleans as, on the Hornets uh, and what Monty has done to turn around uh, these guys, uh, this whole team, getting a uh, DeAndre Ayton's ear uh, to finally kind of live up to where he was drafted, which was number three, correct? Right? It was number, or he's number one. Who was that? DeAndre Ayton was number one. Yeah, right? it went Ayton, Marvin Bagley. Yeah. Uh, some guy named Luca. Yeah. yeah. Some guy named Trey. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I just think this is going to be a really, uh, basketball like true basketball fans final um but i'm really curious to see what the status of Giannis is um because we know that he hyperextended his knee nothing it's kind of still vague kind of like the Kawhi injury that we still don't know what truly happened um but yeah I, i'm i'm super 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 ecstatic to watch this how about yourself my friend yeah if you're the bucks you're not really saying anything just like you know the clippers did did Kawhi have a torn acl did he just have a sprain you didn't know and you kept the other team guessing i guess that helps you game plan uh i'm i'm excited to see this finals uh you know this sun's team is a complete team i feel like it's almost uh it's almost weird to see the bucks without Giannis, but chris middleton has you know, we've been calling for him to step up and he has, and he's had some monster games and really has just kind of just gone up and just catapulted this, carry this team with him. But at the same time, the Hawks without Trey Young, Bogdanovich was, you know, clearly not himself. Mm -hmm. And that uh, Hunter either. No, DeAndre Hunter. I was just going to say that. Yep. And uh, kind of just, I was not, I just have to say, man, I was not interested in that last series at all, the Bucks and the Hawks. I was. As, at, like, especially once the Stars got hurt, and maybe that's me not, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a hard, hardcore NBA fan, but mm -hmm. I, I do watch basketball, and I just couldn't find myself with everything else going on just really locked into that, that series, but it was, it was a fun series, and you know, we've already talked a lot about Trey Young and Giannis's struggles, uh, but I, I'm I'm excited for this finals. Uh, I I'm on the Suns bandwagon. I'm not Suns and four kind of guy, but you know, I, I think uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. And um, I'm really rooting for your boy Chris Paul here to finally take it home after what 16 years drafted in 05. Yeah. 
yeah so um i'm really rooting for him and and deandre Ayton has just stepped up a level too he's just been a monster on the boards and you know uh just in in the paint too and just kind of showing his versatility and as you mentioned devin booker he's got he's got the kobe gene i don't know if he's carbon copy of kobe but he you know he's yeah you're right he's so young he's been yeah i hope so um you know doesn't quite play the defense that that kobe did but he's just a you can see you could see pieces flashes of that competitive edge in book and it's gonna be fun to watch tips off on tuesday but really uh i guess initial thoughts or not initial thoughts but just thoughts on recapping up to, up to this point here. You mentioned this isn't the finals that the NBA was hoping for, especially with all of these injuries happening. LeBron's out, AD, you know, what happened with Kawhi? Uh, Kyrie, um, Harden. Kyrie, Harden. Uh, uh, Jamal Murray. Um, who who else? Uh, just, just a number of major players just hurt all at the wrong time and that was extremely detrimental to the playoffs but again at this point in time at at the end of the year just with any sport who's not injured is is really a thing who's who's playing through right it's a game of attrition for sure of course but at at the same token is you, you try you pay money to see the big names and big games and you didn't have the Kawhi's the LeBron's the ADs and you know Harden's and Kyrie's and so on and so forth right so that was that was huge because if for the Nets uh as you guys know that people that are listening to this podcast or if it's your first time I'm a huge Nets fan um if they just had Kyrie or they had James uh fully healthy because James came back and he was just a shell of himself uh if they had one of them somewhat at even 70%, there's no way the Bucks are in the position they're in right now. Um, on, the, on the other end is then you had, it, it's also great for the NBA because now you get to see the talents, talented players around the league that you may not have known about because of those big names because you only pay attention or you're just a, a fair weather fan, uh, which is okay as well. Um, but now you get to see the Trey Youngs. Uh, you get to see the Devin Bookers. You get to see the Miles Bridges and so on and so forth. You get to see uh, Jay Crowder, who apparently is the guy that you need on your team to go to uh, the finals because he was there last year with the Heat, and now he's here with the Suns. Um, so it, it's it's just cool to actually see other people. P.J. Tucker, the sneaker king on uh, the NBA. You, you're getting to see other uh players such as i think the one that is getting the most or benefiting the most from this is chris middleton because although he is an (laughs) all-star he does not get any uh camera time as if he is an all-star because the only person people worry about is Giannis, Giannis, Giannis. but in my honest opinion Giannis, Giannis. (laughs) Giannis, uh in my opinion he is the he is that player on that team to the fact that Giannis has even gone ahead and said we get Chris the ball whenever he needs it. If he asks for the ball, we get him the ball. And people have criticized Giannis like, oh, you're the guy. But Giannis is – he's got some demons of his own that he has to straighten out, and I hope he does it during the offseason. Um, if he wins a championship, I think that's going to actually be detrimental to his progress. But that's a whole other topic that we can get into at a later date. 
but yeah, I, I'm happy about this so far. Yeah, Giannis at the line, you could just see the ghosts, right? Like he's seeing ghosts and taking forever and just the confidence is not there. And yeah, he's him and Chris have such a just chemistry for playing together for so long. It's almost like can I, I guess the, the big step is do the Bucks have enough of a bench, enough shooters, enough versatility to take on a complete team, pretty much a complete team like the Suns. Um I don't I don't know. And I guess that leads into some kind of predictions here. You are the uh Hastradamus, I've been calling you because you've Thank been you. just nailing. Thank you. Nailing picks left and right. You check out our Instagram uh for that but i you know without a healthy Giannis and some of those shooting woes behind him uh i i'm not sure that they can the uh, they're they're gonna beat the suns uh, i think it's the suns in six okay uh, uh and that obviously depends on Giannis being there but i think it's the suns in six because you said something very important that i would have said uh but you have already taken the words out of my mouth so i'm going to reiterate what you said uh, they're the most complete team uh, currently. Uh, and that's all that matters. They have the pieces that they need to have. They're healthy in all the right spots. Uh, Giannis coming back, regardless if he comes back and is ready to go, how healthy is he really going to be, right? You hyperextended your knee. That's huge, especially for your mobility. And as we know, basketball is running up and down the court and Giannis is, uh, go to is Euro stepping in a lane or bullying you and just running you over. So if your knee is not healthy, uh, what they used to do in the old NBA is they would foul you to make sure that you know that we know you're injured here and we're going to not make it easy for you this whole time. You might end up re-injuring it again. We don't want you to get hurt and be out forever, but we don't want you to be here. Um, if we can, If we can shut you out, we can shut you out somehow, some way. So I, it's this is also a different NBA where basically if you cough on somebody, you get a, a flagrant too. Um, so <laughs> there's that as well. But um, yeah, I have the six. I have uh, I have Chris Paul winning the MVP uh, just because of what he does on the court. But I also can see why Devin Booker would be the second favorite because he can go off at any time by dropping forty. Um, so yeah, I have Suns. How about you, my friend? I'm going to I'm gonna pick the Suns. I'll say, oh, man, six is a good number. If you had to do over under five and a half, I think I would. I would probably say six, too. I don't want to copy you. I hate that. But I'm not going to okay. say something that I don't believe in just for yes. just for content. So um, you've seen it throughout this this entire playoffs. Teams have won when they when we think they shouldn't, right? When they're on the road, when there's a guy down, anything, anything can happen. And we, mm-hmm. again, we've seen that. So I, I just think this Suns team is out to prove something and uh, just going to be too much for the Bucks. But hopefully Giannis can get healthy. I know he's he's out on the gym. He's working out with the team and everything's been hush-hush, but hopefully they can get rolling on that. Uh it was a. It's been a big off season as far as uh, coaching hirings and firings. Just to to recap quickly, and uh, 
something we touched on a little bit and didn't really know it would get blow up as much as it has, but Rick Carlisle's out as the Dallas Mavericks coach. He's uh, headed to the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Jason Kidd, uh, future Hall of Famer. He's on the Hall of Fame yet, right? I think future Uh, Hall of Famer Jason Kidd is the new head coach uh, there in Dallas. Our hold, boy, on, hold on, you're moving too quick. You're moving too quick. We got to give people read, this information. Okay. This, right, this, right, this part. Right. Do you know why Jason Kidd is the head coach of the Mavericks? Because he played there? and Well, that's part of it, but that was Rick Carlisle's wish as on his way out is to bring in Jason. Really? Yep. That's why that. I wanted to slow you up. Continue. Go ahead. That, that was worth uh, derailing the podcast. There you go. <laughs> put it back on the track no, that was good i didn't know that i hope that's right and you just didn't pull that out of your ass i hope that was right I did not sir <laughs> nothing but uh nothing but facts here on the yeah. chase and points yes. podcast mm-hmm. that's cool um our boy chauncey billups is the new uh new hc up in uh portland so thank god he got we'll, a job yeah yeah uh likewise i know we've we've been rooting for him throughout mm-hmm. this process we'll get in we'll get into that too and uh Anything else missing here? I know that the Wizards are, are finalizing some picks. Stan Van Gundy's out in Nate, New Orleans. Nate McMillan is going to be the Hawks head coach going forward. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody for how yeah. what he did as soon as he came in as the interim head coach. Um, he also shouldn't have been fired from his last job, but that's a can of worms that I'm not going to open right now. But, that's yeah, that's, that's – Foreshadowing uh, or do you yeah, care? Yeah, for sure. One of them. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. So any of these hirings, firing, surprising to you, what are you most excited for? Um, tell, us, tell the people they need to know. The most surprised was Chauncey, but that was the most satisfying because we both knew that he should be a, a coach uh, just with his mind. I, I don't like what was said at the press conference, the questions that were asked. And I know you and I uh, both conversed about that. I wasn't a huge fan of that, but I'm happy that he's now in a position uh, to use his basketball mind. And now it's Mr. Big Shot with Dame time. So just imagine how, how free Dame is going to be, but it's not about Dame. Dame's never been the problem. It's been everybody else around him. Uh, CJ has been super disappointing, uh, but I'm, I'm really curious to see what Chauncey is thinking about doing uh, going forward. Uh, the Rick Carlisle move uh, kind of shocked me that he wanted to leave Dallas and go to Indiana. I don't, I think he might be from there. That's, that's not confirmed. I don't know if that's facts or not. I think he is from that area though. Um, but uh, to go to the Pacers, I think that's huge for them uh, because they're now getting a, a super defensive-minded coach, but the Pacers need offense along with that defense. So I'm happy for that. Um, everything else, uh, I, I guess the Stan, Stan Van Gundy one was a shock um, because it was literally one year um, <laughs> and he was gone. Uh, I don't know why, but I did also read articles that Zion's family wants him to get out of New Orleans already. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting too, on top of that. But yeah, the coach carousel, it's not really surprising to me. The only time it's really surprising to me is when a coach gets their team uh, to the playoffs over and over and over again. And then they're just like, you know what, let's just fire this guy. And then they get a guy that's never been to the playoffs. And then they're surprised the next year they don't get to the playoffs. 
So there, there hasn't really been anything like that that's really stepped out and shocked me at this point. How about you? Is there anything that's catching your eye here? The Van Gundy hiring was crazy to me to begin with. I didn't see, um, and I like uh, what's his name as the guy who used to run the the Cavs David Griffin. One. David Griffin in mm-hmm. general. Um, that that hiring didn't make any sense, especially with such a young core there, and you know this the future of the league with Zion. I didn't really see it but i'm not really sure i i guess we can we have a whole off season talk about the pelicans and all these draft picks and what the hell and, and ingram and and zion and does it work and i mean they got a boatload of picks for drew holiday but um carlisle going to the pacers was weird to me he's from so I just closed. He's from like upstate New York, where oh, is he? not like upstate, like where we are, like, yeah, upstate, like upstate, like, like you by... trip, you're yeah. in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if maybe he went to school in Indiana or something, but that that was a huge hire for the Pacers, I think, just to have a a coach with his, you know, a championship coach with his pedigree there. And I, I thought there were much more appealing places for him to go. So kind of shocked that he went there but uh kudos i'm i'm i've always been a fan of jason kidd's game but for i'm just not a fan of jason kidd if that makes sense um i don't know well i feel like he's he burnt out with the nets he burned out with the the bucks i guess you know he was on the lakers i mean you can he was your head coach for a little bit you can elaborate on that but I, I just the personality I, I like this is your third shot and now you, you, not many coaches get three shots at all and you, you're you're coaching like Luca you know and it's just I don't know I can't really quantify it. I'm just not really a Jason Kidd guy although I loved his game growing up have his rookie cards like was a big fan of him I'm just I don't know Jason Kidd the 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 person kind of rubs me wrong. He's not for everybody. And Jason Kidd has done some very sketchy things in his lifetime. Absolutely. Um, and he did sketchy things when he was the Nets coach too. I mean, to get a timeout, spilling the cup of water, like that, that whole situation. Um, but he's always been loved by the players when he's been a coach. The issue was with the Nets is that he wanted more control. He essentially wanted to be, the GM and the head coach at the same time. And the Nets were just like, no, because they just came off the whole Billy King uh, situation. Um, he, when he went to the Bucks, and then the Bucks fired him, Giannis was livid. That's why it was people were worried about if Giannis was going to stay because Giannis loved Jason Kidd and what he taught him because he unlocked different things about him and essentially kind of, helped him get to where he's at now uh but again i think jason kidd wanted more control so he's a he's about control so in this situation uh he's not going to get that control with mark cuban uh but you know mark cuban has a phenomenal relationship with him so he's probably going to get uh away with that away with murder essentially there uh but you also have to remember that jason kidd now has luca and the way Jason Kidd played when he was coming up and the way that Luca plays, it's very, very similar. Um, and Jason Kidd was always that guy on the team. And Luca is that guy on the Mavericks. So I think that's going to help uh, Luca out because he's a phenomenal, phenomenal passer. We know Jason Kidd is 
a legend in passing. You know legend. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think that's going to help him for sure. And to have a guy in your ear like that to be a floor general, uh, I think that's going to be big. But again, Jason Kidd is the person. I, I understand why you can do without him because I could as well. Yeah. I, you know, a uh, huge Luca fan. I think he, he, Kidd's not going to have control of the team, but he's certainly going to have Cuban's ear, right? So 100%. Um, just a lethal combination if, if, you know, if Luca can just power up and go to, you know, get, I feel like he needs to get a little bit more in shape, but just the ability to have a Hall of Future Hall of Famer like Kid, uh, just helping him is just, again, I don't, I feel like Kid's already in the Hall of Fame. He should be. I don't know what the rules are. Don't care. We can talk about that another time. I'm derailing the podcast and I'm in charge of not derailing podcasts. That's mm-hmm. your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess surprise the Celtics. Brad Stevens steps down. Surprise he is Celtics. In the Hall of have... Fame, by the way. Okay, it's already happened. Yes, twenty. Look at us. These people come to us for the facts, and you we know? can't. I can't even deliver them it's facts. Okay. I got you. I got wow. you. We pick each well, other. Up. I do have to say, it's you know Fourth of July weekend. I hope everyone had a safe and happy Fourth of July. Yes, we can get to that. Uh, surprised that the celtics don't have a head coach are you question debate i'm not i'm not surprised the the move that surprised me first was brad stevens stepping down but essentially to step up and take danny ainge's spot as the gm um that was weird to me in general it was like wait so you can't do it as a coach but yet you're gonna stay around and now be the gm um yeah kind of that's kind of like the weirdest thing that's happened coaching wise uh but i think this leaves a lot of opportunity to get a head coach i just hope a good one i just hope that he doesn't screw this up and doesn't go and get a a steve nash uh that a guy that has no coaching experience like the celtics need a coach with coaching experience that has been either an assistant coach or a head coach uh, and their and their tenure in the NBA, right? And I'm definitely should be looking at the ladies for sure. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but we'll see what happens because there's a lot of people out there that are extremely viable uh, for the position. Uh, Sam Cassell. Uh, I I can I wish Pat Ewing should be looked at. Um, said that he had to go out of the NBA to you know kind of build his Finally, resume. Yeah. Um, but um, I think there's a lot of people that are qualified for that Celtics position, uh, but because you you have this is a very crucial pick because you don't want to waste Jason Tatum and you don't want to waste Jalen Brown, right? Um, so I think that's that's the huge thing, and I think that's the mindset. And I'm pretty sure they're going to talk to both of them and try to figure out what they want and who they feel is going to be best for them as well uh, going forward. So we'll see, especially with the fact that Brad Stevens was their coach. I'm sure he's going to, he still has a relationship with them. That's going to be huge for them. And it'd be like, okay, like, what do you guys want? And that they can build off that from there. Yeah. Could be, uh, could be Becky Hammond. That's pretty that'd be nice. That'd be cool. Um, odd, it was just an odd mood move for him to step down. I, I think we, we weren't on the, we didn't have a pod the week that that happened, but just kind of, kind of a little bit wacky there, but yeah, you can't waste Tatum and Brown, as you mentioned. And so interesting to to see that and and who's going to be the, you know, the New Orleans coach to to move ahead with Zion and Ingram and everyone down there. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
I guess as we wrap up the NBA here, anything, anything to touch on the the draft lottery is happened. The draft order is set. Any initial thoughts on the draft, which I believe is the last Thursday of the month, so uh, July 29th. Cade Cunningham will be number one. That's no no matter what. Cade Cunningham will be number one, and he will be going to the Pistons. I think that's. Uh, pretty much a sure thing. It's almost as uh, much as a sure thing as Trevor Lawrence going to the Jags. Um, Cade, Cade is not going anywhere else. That's exactly where he's going to be. Um, well, he's not going to interview anywhere else either. He said, uh, he told uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, yeah, I'm going wherever I'm interviewing, wherever, whoever has the number one pick and that's it. So power, power move. Yes, that's for sure. I think the, uh, I think the rookie of the year uh, will be from this from this class will be Jalen Green um, because of what he went and did going from high school to G League and getting that pro experience instead of going to college. I think that's going to help him immensely because he's been playing against grown men. Um, it's different playing in college. It's a different speed. But when you're going in, you're going to the G League, you're playing against guys that are former pros trying to still make it. Uh, are trying to make it to the pros so it's it's people that are way hungrier because it's like this is like your last chance your last stop um i i shouldn't say that because people definitely can go and play overseas and build up their stock there and come back uh pj tucker was one of those people um so I, him uh i think uh jalen suggs is going to be interesting because right now i'm seeing that they have him as four and what I said to Sam, I said I, I had him as like three, four, five range. Um, but if he goes to the Raptors at four and they keep Kyle Lowry and they're able to work that out, I know they got rid of uh, Powell uh, this season, but I think that is that would be huge for them. Uh, but, yeah, that's it's there's a lot more that I can keep obviously running down the names, but uh, I, I think it's going to be really really interesting and the warriors have the number seven pick and they're getting clay back and they're that's scary they're getting weissman back they still have uh what's the scrub's name um steph curry that guy. no steph curry's not Jim a scrub Lyle. no the, andrew, andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. that's the scrub yes that's the scrub i was thinking of i thought you were um, trying to be funny no i would not disrespect steph kelly Oubre. well kelly Oubre is a disappointment to me but that's all he still has commercials and stuff. I don't know how that works, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be. He has Converse? a commercial. He has no. He has a commercial. It's like a what is it? Uh, Enterprise or something like that. I think it is. Yeah, he's got a commercial for a car commercial. Like he has a rental Enterprise. or something like that. I think it's either that or Carvana. One of the they two. give you the tools to be your own boss. <laughs> Hopefully, we get paid after that. Um, but yeah, that's. There's a lot more um, to talk about, and I'm sure we will as it gets closer to that time. Uh, but yeah, those are the kind of the standouts for me right now. And I have some some hidden gems as well, but we'll get to that in another episode. Looks looks good to me. I'm interested to see what the Magic, who have two picks in the lottery, do. The Warriors, especially, because that team, with the, as you mentioned, healthy Clay, Steph back, Draymond, Wiseman, the scrubs and what they could do with packaging those the seventh pick and the 14th pick and seeing what, you know, maybe Wiggins or Ubre and what they could get back for that. Cause I wouldn't, I think you saw trying to fit Wiseman into a contending winning team didn't work. What he needed a lot more work than 
yes. and maybe patience than Kerr, than Kerr was willing to do, not like what Kerr was willing to do with Steph and, and Draymond, right, to get them to that point. But yes. so I, I think they're they're big game hunting now, and it's really freaking scary if you're you're an NBA GM because, you know, that team is, you know, could finally be healthy and and just automatically be a contender. Uh, let's, you saw let's what, pray they are. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm interested to see what those teams with multiple picks will do, uh, including my Knicks, who I think have the 19th and 21st pick. So, you know, they've, they've, Leon Rose has proved that he can draft well, got quickly late in the, late in the first. So see what, see what we'll do there. We'll keep you updated as the draft looms. Anything else on the NBA before we uh, switch gears, Hayes? Switch those gears, Sam. Switch those gears. Hey, let's check in on foreign substances. Do you remember uh, <laughs> Mariners pitcher Hector Santiago, who uh, I've never heard of until he got suspended 10 games for having some kind of substance on his glove? Uh, he's getting paid, though, Hayes. Don't worry, because when you break the rules in Major League Baseball, you are embarrassed publicly, but you can still get paid, and that's important. So, <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, he's expected to appeal the decision, but otherwise it's really just been, let's, you know, there hasn't been any other guilty uh, or, or uh, what's the word people getting caught cheating, mm-hmm. if you will call it cheating, but uh, they have all been embarrassed, including the best pitchers in baseball and feature hall of famers like Max Scherzer and Jake DeGrom. Uh, and I think that's, you know, we've, we talked about this the other night uh, just offline, but, this is where major league baseball really just continues to screw up the perception battle. I've been in marketing for like 15 years and they have a huge marketing problem. We've talked about this in our young podcast several times, but you can't be doing this stuff out. You can't decide in the middle of the season that this is a problem and you can't just openly just accuse everyone of cheating, even though they probably all are. And, drag this thing out in front of the cameras on the field in front of everyone. It, I, I side with the players on this. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the game. And it just kind of shows the perception problem that major league baseball has. Well, they can do it and they did do it. So yes. that, there's that. Right. Um, so they, they decided to do that. And uh, I, I think it, it's pretty easy for both of us. Neither of us agree with it. And I don't think any of uh majority of the people that have spoken out uh and not even just pitchers um uh actual position players saying like we feel way more comfortable that the pitchers have something on their you know on their hands palms or hat or whatever that allows them to control you know a 101 mile fastball so it's not coming uh directly at my head like a missile and you know is sidelining that person for however uh long of a, a time uh, due to their injury uh I also think like this is completely different. Like, and I want to use this to have uh, make a comparison is you mentioned cheating. Um, I don't, I don't even deem it cheating because if players aren't making a big deal about it outside of uh, uh, what is his name? Donaldson, uh, Josh Donaldson, who made a big deal about it. And then Garrett Cole just came in and gassed him and stared him down uh, and let him know, like, no, I don't need anything to get you out, but whatever. <laughs> I thought that was pretty G of him anyway. But um. The fact that 
even with these guys having uh, the substance on and it's been, you know, a mixture of sunblock and rosin and, and all these other factors. What is the other thing? Spider, uh, spider tech, spider tech. There you go. Thank you. Um, having these, these things on there, like players were never complaining about it. They knew about it. It's kind of like one of the things that was unspoken of, but players weren't complaining about it because guess what? Uh, It wasn't really doing anything to affect offense if anything that was affecting the offense uh, or the rise of strikeouts or uh the distance of the balls traveling is the actual ball that major league baseball keeps tampering with um to change to see what's going to happen uh I'll, changing this in the middle of the season as you said for marketing it was extremely dumb uh, why change it in the middle of the season? These guys change it in spring training. So these guys have the whole spring training to become acclimated to it, and they can go from there. You're asking them now to change up their routines that they may have had for years uh, until you decided to go and change this up. Uh, so I actually have a question, Sam. Where and why did this just, like, start? Because it just came up out of nowhere um and became such a publicized thing like i know it was spoken about on the low in baseball circles but what made this rise like to this point at this point in time yeah so i think it's i think it started with trevor bauer oh yes of of now of the dodgers i think he was with the reds or the indians at the time um calling out the astros because Mm -hmm. of the spin rate from verlander and cole and and the other pitchers were ridiculous. They have these special cameras in all Major League Baseball stadiums, and a lot of pitchers own them, like Repsado machines, I think they're called. And uh, all these pitchers like own them now, and it's like a big thing to like pitch to and then really dissect your pitches, the, the RPMs, the spin rates, and just kind of like helps you learn how you're your pitches move and 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 all of that and bauer called the astros out i don't know if he went he went to ucla with cole they don't like each other i don't know why i don't i just know they don't like each other they chip at each other every now and then and it kind of started there and then of course scare cole signs this monster contract uh for 330 million 324 million dollars for nine years and then you know bauer has whose rpms are through the roof has a cy young winning season and that you know i guess it's happened the chirping more and more has happened and then baseball was tipped off to something i know they were investigating trevor bauer's glove or ball at the beginning of the season like they got tipped off and and they took it and brought it back to new york or wherever and uh, I, i guess it would probably started from there you know something like this you'd like to think has been in motion for a while but who knows with major league baseball and they have just they just woke up and decided that this was a problem and need to be fixed but yeah you're right they screw with the baseball all the time um you know they all all these other things they change you know the the whole they want to eliminate cheating and sign stealing so they get rid of in-game replay for hitters to go like in the box and check you know their swings and all this stuff or the video machine and all this crap so who knows uh i think that's how this whole thing started i could be wrong but um i definitely know bauer and cole don't like each other and they've kind of been going back and forth so 
interesting that Trevor Bauer is at the forefront of this as we uh, he seems to be at the forefront of a lot of things as of recent um, and not for good reasons whatsoever. So uh, go ahead, Sam. Lead us yeah, into man. This. So, so Trevor Bauer is facing allegations of sexual assault and was placed on leave uh, by Major League Baseball on Friday, which forced him to miss his scheduled start uh, on the 4th of July. Previous to that, though, the uh, Dave <laughs> Roberts, the, the manager of the the Dodgers said that he expected Cole um, Bauer to pitch on Sunday, and that was the advice of Major League Baseball. So they quickly turned um, turned that around. But Bauer, who's denied the allegations, declined to appeal appeal Major League Baseball's decision. Um, administrative leave under a joint domestic violence policy between the Players Association and and the league is not considered a suspension. They get players get paid. They're on the active. Um, they're not on the active roster, but so it's not really a, a discipline thing, even though it's kind of being treated as a discipline thing. Bauer is also under criminal investigation by the Pasadena Police Department. The case is suspected uh, to be brought to the DA in Pasadena. So, um, you know, awful, awful sexual assault allegations. You can read up on it on your own time if you're interested that's not what we're here to talk about but here you go just that i don't know what to say it's an ongoing investigation he's clearly not a likable guy he he clearly says what's on his mind and he's a very polarizing player and we'll just let the the league and um the investigation speak for itself at this time or at least i will i don't know if you have anything oh i do to say Go ahead. I do. I always have something to say about this. And it's, it's, uh, I, I've talked about this. I actually had a, you know, full blown conversation with a friend yesterday at a barbecue about this. Uh, and, and his, his stance was not defending Bauer at all. Uh, it was trying to figure out, uh, like, like you're stupid for doing this. So if you've read up on anything that was said in it, uh, what, what Bauer has done in a situation, uh, this is all from his argument in the standpoint. And he says that the text messages prove this, that this is everything that happened in the interaction with him and this young lady was all consensual. Um, and that she actually requested these certain things to be done. Now, for those that may live under a rock or their life is is really vanilla, things like this actually happen in relationships. And people request certain things that may be strange to you uh, and not to others. Now, if this was consensual, uh, she did say for these things to actually happen, uh, that's within the means, but there's two things here. Trevor has to be smarter than this because he underst- he needs to understand that he's such a high profile guy. Sam just mentioned that he's also a guy that is not that likable at all. And he doesn't care about it. He likes being the villain villain, but this is now another, you know, thing this to check off about him. Villain. Yeah. This yeah, is, you know like- what I mean? Yeah. It's, he, he's he just this is something extra now so now you have this on you like regular people we've seen in regular cases i don't want to i'm not trying to downplay this but people in regular life that aren't uh, celebrities or pro athletes when these type of situations happen it ruins that person's life whether they're guilty or not right 
that is up for a public discussion at another time. I, Sam and I are not here to discuss that part. Uh, but on the flip side, if this was not consensual, then Tra- Travis, Trevor Bauer deserves everything that is going to come his way because as a man that has sisters, mothers, women in life that are very important to them, uh, for both Sam and I, uh, that's not something that we'd ever stand for. Uh, but again, at this point, we essentially just have to wait and see what is going to come out of this. Just like we have to wait with the Sean Watson situation that we still have no update on what's going on there. We just have to sit and wait and see what is true, what's not true. We're not lawyers. Uh, we're not police officers. We're not investigators. So we just have to sit here and, and wait and see what happens. But uh, I just hope that the young lady's okay. Um and we'll we'll see what what transpires from here. Well said, man. Very well said. Thank you. Um, I think it's time to uh, take a break from all of that and just yeah get I guess more controversy as we transition to do you care um, <laughs> our our fun filled game enter game show music now. Yes. Hey, I'm interested. We didn't talk about this. We uh we met up the other day. I saw each other for the first time in pre-pandemic and uh ten years. <laughs> 45 years. Uh Shikari Richardson, track and field sensation, right? Test positive for marijuana. And Richardson, a gold medal favorite in the upcoming women's 100 meters in the Olympics uh, later this month was suspended for a month, putting her appearance at the Olympics in doubt. Hayes, do you care? Absolutely. Number one, people stop using marijuana as the term. It is actually a racist term. You can look it up on your own time. Uh, But she did use cannabis. So by the Olympic rules, she did violate the rules. So in that aspect, I understand why they did with that because of the current state of that, even though we know that it is pretty much legal in most states, right? And it should be something that should kind of be pushed off. It's not a heavier drug. Um, If anything, I have so much to say about that with athletes and actually using cannabis over using actual man-made medicine. But I think we could have a, a whole topic about that. And I would like to, uh, Sam, if you're cool with that later on in another podcast. But um, the fact that she took this during the time of the situation of what occurred in her life with her mother. Uh, she even said, you know, I'm I'm human. We, we make mistakes uh, for those. I'm fortunate enough to still have my mother. But for those that are listening that that do not have their mother or I think we all lost somebody in our lives that had a huge impact on our life. And we still miss to this day. Just imagine if this was that person and the mind state that you were at revisited at that time, you were probably not thinking clearly. Um, You probably were not thinking about, okay, well, I have to go run this race in Olympics. Like it's your mother. This is the person that brought you into this world. Right. So it's it's completely different in in that case. Um, She said and she's been extremely professional about this whole situation. But I love the support that she's getting from other professionals 
standing up for her and basically like this is just nonsense you have people that are in these higher positions that take different types of party drugs and do other types of things and it's different rules but i i have noticed when it comes to uh and and somebody pointed this out to me and i'm not normally the one to go there but when it's pointed out to me i'm just like this is pretty interesting but uh, the young lady wasn't able to wear her hijab. That was the situation, the black young lady. You have this situation. There's been other situations that have uh, stopped. I think it was also Serena wearing uh, something as well, but it's always seems to be a target towards African-American women athletes who in our country have it the hardest in my absolute opinion. Um, I just hope that, you know, she gets a chance to run because who if whoever she's racing against and whoever wins this medal right i hope they're pissed off because as a professional i want to go against the best and i hope that whomever wins is pissed off because she's going to see whoever won in in worlds and she's going to probably absolutely destroy whoever it is so i i do care sam uh what is your thoughts man yeah i i agree I, you touched on at the beginning the rules are you can't have this in your system before race. You can't. She did. She's aware of the rules. She broke the rules. I get it. Well, you, you mentioned it. So, yeah, I, I think we could have a bigger conversation. And, and you are and we are about the use of cannabis in culture in uh in sports in rehab in uh you know rehabilitating your body um your mind and and the uses of it on and off you know you know whether you're an athlete or you're recovering from an illness or whatever so i so i my initial thoughts were she broke the rules Mm -hmm. those are the consequences but then you see, you know, I I'm, I don't have this hard stance. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not waving a flag saying, <laughs> yeah, Richardson can't run F, F this. You know, I thought my initial thought was, what's the big deal? She broke the rules. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of like, I kind of just didn't pay much attention to it. I don't I don't know her from Adam. I, I've never I've never come across her in sports before. I'm not a huge track and field guy. I know you pay more attention to, to you know, uh, that that John that sport, you know, and 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 whatnot. So I didn't know her name, but then you you read up on it in the situation, and apparently she was in Oregon where it's legal. And um, you know, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't know the semantics of all of this stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the the out what really struck me was the outpour from everyone patrick mahomes and all these high profile athletes mm-hmm. just saying let let her run and you're absolutely right with i mean we could we could spend a whole podcast on the corruption of the ioc yep. and fifa and all these uh you know all these world organizations i i don't have the energy to but uh <laughs> i respect that for that i don't care that much <laughs> about that uh but to see the outpour and to see see all of that um i'm here for that and i really hope that she can run and you're absolutely right about the competition aspect you you took the words out of my mouth as usual uh because if i am training for four years to be on the world stage 
I want to be up against the best. If I'm if I'm off that podium, I want to know that I beat the best in the world. Again, these are part of the rules. I understand it, um, but I I um I you know I hope she can run, and I hope this is a catalyst for a bigger conversation about you know you can get into the decriminalization of of some of these you know minor minor substances like this in general it's a much bigger conversation that i know um we've talked about offline too but yeah well i'm i'm talking in circles i really hope she can run um i'd love to see her up there and i think it's a big moment for for sports before you go to the next thing if, if yeah. anything i i think it's it's hilarious and i saw somebody write this on twitter and i thought about it too because i do consume on my own time because i'm an advocate for it for other reasons but just the fact that people were just like well if you've ever done it you know it doesn't make you faster right it actually <laughs> slows your reaction time so it would actually not be beneficial for her and it's not going to be in her system or affect her when she's running. So uh, they're, they're missing something here. But I, again, we both understand that it's the current rules, uh, whether we agree with it or not. Um, it is what it is. She made a mistake, but it she made, a mistake. Not, she made a mistake. She's human. And she I, uh, said, she, I, I forgot the quote that she said, but it was basically saying that uh, all these perfect human beings out here, uh, essentially like judging right. her. She was like, I'm so happy that I'm not perfect. And I love yeah that. no I, love I mean can like kudos to her her PR team whoever is behind her right now for just keep she's keeping her mouth shut in the sense of like she's not you know people are carrying this flag in this fight for her and I mean care, keeping her mouth shut in the most positive gracious way I do not mean it in a any other way sometimes people can get in trouble yes yes um, so I, I only mean it in a positive way if that came out wrong then um, i got you i got you back somebody says something just, i'll smack them yeah <sighs> just just great great pr people and she's just yeah she made a mistake she's not perfect i heard uh i heard that quote uh jamel hill was on cbs uh this morning and i was she had some great things to say um and uh she mentioned that yeah, it doesn't make you faster. Uh, so I, I just <laughs> thought that was funny. But not at all. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Jamel Hill. Yes, the shout girl. out to her, the queen. Love her. Uh, hey, uh, do you care? Yep. Nate McMillan, as you mentioned earlier, uh, stole the headline there, but the interim <laughs> tag was uh, dropped from Nate McMillan's uh, title. And he is now the head coach with a four-year contract, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, since taking over uh, at the beginning of March, Atlanta was 14 and 20, and in 11th place, and they ended up going 27 and 11, claiming the fifth spot and going to the conference finals. So, do you care that Dave McMillan is now the full-time head coach? You know my answer is yes. Um, yes, there's, there's no way that he gets a team all the way to where they're at. And they're a few games away from winning and being in the finals. There's no way that you don't bring a coach back like that again. As I said before, he shouldn't have been fired from his previous job, but he was, and he's here. And I do think he's in a better position because he has a young team that actually believes in him and he believes in them. Um, I hope Lloyd Pierce gets another, uh, chance 
in the NBA uh, because there's a problem with uh, coaches of color that are basically one and done after they're that, and they can never make it back where you have uh, what's his name? Scott Brooks, uh, who's lost in the thunder lost with the wizards hasn't won anything and keeps getting jobs. Um, same with uh, Mike D'Antoni. I don't remember the last time Mike D'Antoni took a team to the finals, um, but yet still gets coaching opportunities over and over again and his teams play no defense um but that's your okay. assistant coach man you oh i know who it is i know who it is i i still it, i know it the funny play- i'm sorry the the nets were so bad defensively all year and then you kind of look a little closer and it's like steve nash and mike d'antoni it was like oh all right they, they were bad all year until they got to the playoffs and everybody yeah, was yeah, like oh so now you want to play it's like yes you know they can play defense when they those really numbers were on an all-time yeah. pace though those, yeah. are, those are bad but yeah no it's funny go ahead i derailed but, you no you're good i'm i'm still on track man uh it, it's uh it's it's refreshing to see that he got this uh he earned it but again if they didn't bring him back. That would have just been stupid. Um, so, yeah, I'm extremely, extremely ecstatic for him. Uh, congrats. And I can't wait to see what they do next year because I'm sure now that they actually have this and know where they can get, I, I, A, they're going to have a target on their back. But, B, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do now. Like, are they going to be ranked as a higher team? Are they going to be a powerhouse in the East? What it's going to look like with him. So, I love it. What do you, what are your thoughts on it? You uh, you said yes. You you do like oh yeah well. yeah yeah. Nate McMillan, what a great story, you know. Uh, and just to turn this team around, and and it's it's almost like Trey just Trey just turned into this. Not that he turned into. He's always had these kind of traits, but he just stepped it up, man. He and to turn into such a villain. But that confidence, that swagger, it's it's almost like they let let Trey just be Trey. And you learn to facilitate a little more, but just just let him let him go. Something something going on there. I don't you know, that relationship seems to be something special between McMillan and, and Trey Young and, and the team. And Hawks are a really fun team to watch. Um, you know, I would have loved to see them healthy and on the court, um, especially up against the Bucks or whoever else they would have played in any other kind of scenario. Um, but yeah, a fun young core to watch for for a long time. And yeah, they're going to have a target on the back. I'm I'm excited to see what's what's going on with them. So I, I have one more thing to add since we we mentioned Trey, um, and I thought it was pretty funny because I've had a couple conversations with some people that I know love basketball, and they've told me that they absolutely can't stand Trey Young, and I was just like, why? I'm super curious to hear why. Uh, both the two people that said it to me were both Knicks fans, so my first question was, is it because he beat the Knicks? And their immediate answer was no, no hesitation, was no. Uh both said something similar it was basically like he's acting like he's the man and he hasn't won anything and blah, blah, blah. And I said, this is the generation of young players. I said, these young generations, uh, these new young generational players are about trolling people. If you've never watched them in AAU, you never watch how it is like, that's kind of like bred into them. This is like, I, it's showing you up. It's not the nineties basketball. Cause what Trey would have done when he hit that step back or that, that snatch back, and then sat there and hit the three, shook his shoulders, and then shook his shoulders again after, like, and just stood around. 
that if he was facing the Knicks with Charles Oakley, he would have been bridged on the next play. Like if he went up for a layup, like he would have absolutely got basically decapitated uh, trying to go to the rack. Um, this is obviously a different day and age when it comes to that. But I, I said, so, but do you respect his game? And the answer from both of them was yes, because you you can hate him. You cannot like the way that he is on the court. You can feel that he's cocky or he hasn't won anything yet. But this was his coming out party. This was his way of showing like I can shoot. I can kill you this way. And he has the respect of the players in the NBA. That's all that matters Dude, at the end of the day. I'm saying this as a Knicks fan, like the biggest moment in New York, probably in New York, just in general, not even New York sports was the Knicks since the pandemic you know, and, and all the awfulness that's happened in the city and across the country, but particularly in New York City, to come out of the pandemic, have a full Madison Square Garden for all of those games, and just the Knicks fans just berating and targeting Trey Young, making fun of his hair, his height, whatever <laughs> it was, and he embraced it. Yeah, he's cocky. Yeah, the entire generation of players, for the most part, are. But he he lived it and he stepped up and he played well, and he hit the big shots. He carried his team and he won. And who the, who did they play in the second round? The um, the I'm totally yeah. And the same thing, same thing with the Sixers. He had he didn't he wasn't on every game, but Philly's not an easy. I mean, you're an Eagles fan. Philly's not an Eagle uh, easy. Play place to play not at all and he did the same thing so yeah he hasn't won anything yet he hasn't won a championship yet but it's hard to win it you know it's it's hard to because as a sports culture and sports fans we judge everything on championships yes, but do. it's really hard when lebron is in the finals every year <laughs> yeah. and taking up that spot and michael jordan and tom brady's been to 10 super bowls it's really hard to even get an opportunity to be there and this guy is so young has been just cast it away. Everyone was, you know, and including myself, like the Luca trade, I thought could have gone down in an all as an all time disastrous trade. And Trey's making it seem like it's, it's pretty, you know, I don't, I don't think it's, I still would take Luca, but it's really freaking close. And three years ago, I didn't think, I didn't think that at all. So well, it's, I yeah. It's sad, and I'm a piggyback of that, and I, and I want you to finish your, your thought as well. But yeah. just real quick, I, I think people that don't watch the college game or watch the high school game, like you don't really know how talented. Like Trey has been this talented. This which is, is why he was in. This, this is, is him. This has always been him. He's been yeah. able to pull up uh, across half court and just shoot like Steph. Like that was his comparison coming out of college. And people forgot about it. So obviously you're hearing Luca that uh, people heard is a big name of this is guy, Luca, 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 right? If you watch Luca and saw what he did, I can completely understand why you would say the Mavs are winning this trade because they have Luca, right? And they're still currently, well, technically they're not. If you really look at where the Hawks went this year and where Luca has been, because he's gone further than Luca and it's been because of him, right? So if you really break it down on how far they've gotten, He's actually eclipsed Luca in that, but his play is not Luca, right? But that's not to spite him because he plays the game in his own right and he's well, well respected in the league. And he's just a monster, absolute monster. But I'm glad people are finally seeing it now and giving him his due respect 
talking talking shit about somebody is still giving them respect because he's on your mind. He's bothering you enough. Like he did something to trigger you. Well said, man. I have nothing else to to say there. It's just Trey just being Trey. And I hope the nice the, 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 the the league is in good hands with this next wave of stars. So good to see. Hey, uh, you're gonna watch the match tomorrow on TNT? No. Yeah, me no. neither. I might. No. Yeah, I might. Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. I know you don't care, but who you got? Brooks. Kepka. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I have. They should have him as a special like commentator so he can just trash uh, Bryson DeChambeau throughout the whole time. And I'm there for it. All uh, respect. He- yeah. He totally. took the shot Always at him spent. immediately yep. as soon as he lost him and his caddy parted ways. And I was just like, he's, this is amazing for, for, for golf right now. This is like, just have these two guys that are in the top tier, top 10, and they're just going at it. And just, it's, it's awesome. But in this battle, like I could care less about Phil Mickelson. Like I don't care, never cared about him uh, for the disrespect that he put towards my boy tiger. Um, it was cool, but it's with Phil and Tiger and, and whatnot. I get it, but like I, I get Phil, it. Phil's Phil's great. That's that's cool. But can we see Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau? Can we do that? Like that would be so much. That would have been amazing. Better. That, that, These that guys hate amazing. each other. If you if you haven't seen it, I think E60 or ESP Sports Center did a really cool piece on kind of chronicling <laughs> why these guys don't like each other, and they don't really even know. And it, it was really good watch i i suggest to you well you know why YouTube this all happened right why they dis- despise each other tell the people <laughs> so it started i don't i don't remember okay. it started in i think it was dubai um and he started in dechambeau is is all about science and and for those oh, that would right. see him that's now right. he's he's right. jacked now like he used to not be that he used to be essentially a toothpick but he he's all about science so he put on the mask so he can drive the ball uh, a certain distance he calculates everything so it all started with him taking forever to hit and that's when kepka basically was like all right like i just get up there and i just hit it like I, it's like it's not it's not rocket science. So taking a shot at him doing all the science and whatnot. Um, DeShambo has has had things to say back, right? So then they kind of patched it up. And then the ant situation happened. He came over, called the uh the officials over. I don't know the technical term for them in, in golf, but called them over. It was like, Yeah, there's an ant ma- uh, ant mound here, and blah blah blah. And so Brooks Kepka, he couldn't he couldn't help himself. So he goes to his caddy. He was like, he's like, yeah, no, there's an ant there. He's like, I don't think I can do it. So his caddy looks over. He's like, no, nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. And then the thing that really blew it up was the video that Brooks was being interviewed, and it was never supposed to be. It was by the Golf Channel. Yeah, it, it was, was like never supposed man. to. Yeah, never supposed to hit air. And just his reaction of him rolling his eyes when Bryson DeChambeau walked past, which is one of the greatest things ever. Like he's like, I just can't stand you. And they were just basically like, no, we're just going to put this out. And it was the greatest thing that they ever did easily, easily for golf. I think it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. So I, if it was Brooks and and Bryson, I would watch it 100%. But since it's not, I could care less what Aaron Rodgers is doing, what Tom is doing, what Phil is doing and what Bryson is doing. Well said. Thank you. Hey, um, moving on. 
Tampa Bay Lightning are one win away from winning the Stanley Cup as they take on the Montreal Canadiens. The games, the first, uh, the first period is underway. Now, do you care? No. Do you care even more? Did you see this that the mayor of Tampa Bay suggested because they're having trouble, like Canada is not letting family members of the Lightning go into Canada to celebrate? Did you see that the mayor of Tampa Bay is suggesting that the Lightning throw today? today's game so the game the games go back to tampa bay so they can win that's the thing that's the story i did not see that but i think that is absolutely amazing and hilarious but that would be stupid on the team to do that because you can't give you can't give the team life when you step in on their neck just get them out of there yeah i'm here for the pettiness i am as well Um, (laughs) but yeah uh they're suggesting let the canadians win and clinch clinch at home so uh okay there's that. Um, yeah. All right. Well, ending. Do you care? Do you care that the defending world champion Joey Chestnut broke his own record Sunday, devouring seventy six hot dogs and buns in only ten minutes during Nathan's famous international hot dog eating contest? It was the fourteenth time he's won in fifteen years. Do you care? We could have ended Do You Care after Nate McMillan because all three of these I could care less about. I actually had a full-blown conversation about this on the 4th about how I, as a person, cannot sit in front of a TV watching another grown man and or woman shove hot dogs down their throat because all I can think about is a soggy bun which is one of the most disgusting things. Like to dunk it on. in water. Like, dunk it oh. in water. It's like eating mashed potatoes, but it's not mashed potatoes. Uh, and that is just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I like when I eat six food, in 10 minutes, dude. Bro, when I eat food, I'm eating food to enjoy myself. Unless I went to like a restaurant and they had like a, a Diablo challenge. It's the hottest burger or, or wings that we have. If you can get through 10, your meal is free. You get a shirt. And it's like, okay, I try to do that every once in a while. I mean, it's probably not going to be good coming out. Um, you go man versus food. So I, I would, I've actually, I, there's a Noto's deli, which is a deli bias. They actually have a challenge for one of their sandwiches. And it's like, a ridiculous amount of like meat on a sandwich and it's just like all right i'd maybe try it one day but that for me in my calorie intake <laughs> throughout the day it would surpass that in just one meal so uh i'm good on that i feel like i'd have a heart attack after eating all that stuff but yeah watching that is not something desirable to me but i i did get to watch a little bit of the 30 for 30 with him and uh uh, what's Kobayashi? Thank you. Um, and how they they train and how they're breaking down and their rivalry and whatnot. I was just like, this is more interesting than that. But again, I couldn't even watch that because watching them shove hot dogs in their face is not something that I ever want to sit there and watch. So it's, hot dogs isn't the only thing they do, man. They have like com- these guys are throughout the world like compete in this league, yes. and it's like the most ribs, the most mac and cheese. It's all this craziness, and I just. Oh man, I don't know. How many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? I don't know because I wouldn't. A, I'm not eating hot dogs right now. And B, I would never want to eat okay. more than two. Can't sit. I was going to say, just can't even be brats. Can't even just be fun here and let the audience. No, it's, that's why I said just two. Fun here. Two. I mean, two? I don't know how many. 
if I really had to do it, I think I could probably put down like eight, Sam. If I'm if I'm gonna be real about it, I think I can put down eight. I could probably do I could probably do something around there, but, but if I, I if I had to, yes, exactly. Like you'd have I'm to have guns to head. I'm not dunking anything in water though. Nope. No nope. way. Mm-mm. No not, way. Not gonna do it, man. Can't do it. Won't do it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Hear that? Shout out to uh, shout out to Pete's hot dogs. All right. Yes. Newburg, New York. Hey, it's uh, that was Do You Care? Thanks for playing, Hayes. We're gonna no win a, a podcast award for this one day. Probably and, not. Uh, I'm gonna put it on your mantle. Hey, it's time for UFC Corner. Anything happen this weekend? For I know for the Connor fight is soon. UFC Corner. Oh, Connor! Connor is fighting. Uh, and it's gonna be interesting. He's fighting this weekend, Poirier. right? This upcoming Justin, weekend. Yep. This is the third and final uh, bout so, between them. Go ahead. Why why wasn't this like a fourth of July thing? Like this would have been perfect like Saturday night. Well, it it's smart because you gotta think it from a business standpoint. Why why have it on the fourth of July when you know people are gonna be out doing barbecues and all that? Like you want the Saturday most night. views. You want the most views. People are still doing that. They they knew it. They know what they're doing. That's why when uh like Canelo fights were happening on um uh was it Dazen? Um Dazone, yeah. Dazone, whatever. Um they would they would either wait until the zone would wait until UFC fight was over, or if the zone fight was first, they would wait and have the UFC because they wanted all the audiences. Views. Yeah, yes, they want all the views to be there. So your uh, Fourth of July weekend is a extremely huge weekend. A lot of people are traveling. Right, this is the first holiday. Kids are out of school. People go away. Uh, their people are camping. They're not around the TV. So it's like all right. The following weekend, let's let's do that. And everybody's at home settled in. They're not going to be going to barbecues like that uh, to the extent of that. So it's like, OK, now let's now let's do it. Let's let's have all the attention on us. Um, and that's kind of like the Dana White thing, because he wants all the attention on him. Can't stand his ass. Uh, anyway, um, this fight is going to be I think it's going to be quick, in my opinion. I think Dustin is going to pummel Connor and I can't wait for all you Connor fans that get on my damn nerves and think he's the greatest thing uh, since sliced bread. Cause he's not um, because all he can do is stand up. And if the fight goes to the ground, Connor is not winning anything. And that's been proven over and over and over again. Um, that the only thing is, and I'm going to give him his absolute respect. If Connor does tag you though, uh, you are in for a long fight because he's got some hands of concrete and that man can easily knock you out. Uh, but that's not even, that's not even like the fight that I want to see the most. The fight that I want to see the most is the, the co-main, which is Gilbert Burns, uh, against, uh, Steven, uh, Thompson. And I want to see that so, so bad. Last time we saw Gilbert Burns, he lost his belt. Um, and that was huge, uh, but now he's facing somebody in Steven Thompson that is a solid competitor. And I just want to see if he rebounds because I'm going for Burns for sure. Uh, but I want to see that the heavyweight fight, uh, which is the, th- the, the first fight on the main card is a uh, tie to Avasa. Uh, if I said his last name wrong, I apologize against Greg Hardy. If you know who Greg Hardy is, he is a former defensive end and NFL and it's just a straight scumbag. Um there's no way around that. Um he's just a dirtbag. Um and this dirtbag over here has 
actually excelled in the UFC shocker because he's abusive and likes to use his hands. So I hope somebody punches his face in and doesn't stop for a while. Yes, I got aggressive with that. Oh, well, don't care. But I want to see him get his face smashed in. And I think it's going to happen on Saturday. And I cannot wait to see it because he will deserve every second of it. And I hope everybody in the world just rejoices when it happens. Um, so yeah, those are the that's the main card. But on the other undercard, uh, well, actually, I think this is also on the main card as well. Uh, my God, Sean O'Malley, uh, who is the rainbow color hair guy uh, that can be a phenomenal fighter, but in in true assessment of him, this is a make or break fight for him. If he doesn't win this fight or he doesn't uh, really show out in this fight, I think this could be it for him in UFC. Um, but I, I'm really curious to see what is going to happen going forward. But yeah, that's, uh, that's all I have on that. Hopefully we actually get Sam to watch it. I was going to say, we make it, let's make plans. Let's watch this thing. I don't want to, I will, you, I will. All right. <laughs> that was quick. Hey, I will, all right. I will invite you to where I am watching the fight, sir. How about that? Where are you watching the fight? We'll tell talk the people. about it off the air. Nope, not telling the people. I don't need them showing. Speaking up. of which, <laughs> yes, you and I got together Friday night, first time in a while. Go to uh, go to B Dubs, right? Sit down, kind of realize there's no sports on television, and the Yankee Mets game is postponed, and we're like, "Wow, we host a sports podcast. We've been talking sports with each other for." ever we've known each other forever and uh there's no sports to sit here and watch so it was nice we got to talk about things that weren't sports related but mm -hmm. then we decided that if this whole podcast thing doesn't work out we have a future in commentary for american ninja warrior <laughs> and that's what we did friday night we sat there and uh picked apart american ninja warrior a show i've don't think i've ever fully watched before and you are a big fan of. i i am i'm a i'm a fan of ninja warrior because that's what it was uh of course america got to put america in front of it now um but also this is the american chapter but ninja warrior uh started in japan and i used to watch it it was on um what is that channel that had like nothing but action sports on it that's like doesn't exist anymore Ah, damn, I really want to find it. I'll find it in a second. But uh, I used to watch it on there all the time. And I used to be like, yo, damn, these dudes, like, like, do they, where do they train to do this? Like, <laughs> who, who <laughs> does this, right? Like, and then you see, like, they would show clips that people, like, created these courses at their house. And it's now translated here in the United States um, that people have courses in their backyard. They actually have gyms dedicated to doing Ninja Warrior type things, a.k.a. Uh, running across spinning logs being on a spinning log uh climbing up this weird structure that sam and i were amazed that people were actually able to do uh basically hanging upside down putting your feet up and then getting to a point that you have to shimmy yourself up and then traverse to the next part and then do it to get off uh wild but uh I think we do have a future in it uh, because we were able to see who were going to be the winners and losers before. Uh, and, and listen, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not the person to give everybody their medal and say, you're a winner for a compete. You lost. It's okay. Just go back to the drawing board and this is how it is. You know what I mean? You can't win everything. Um, 
So I'm really, really intrigued uh, to watch more of that. Uh, hopefully I can get Sam hooked. And who knows, maybe it's him and I uh, that replace the two hosts. I mean, one's white, one is black. So Sam, I think we think we already can just be a shoe in right there, you know? All right. Well, I think we should, we're going to set up some kind of Twitch or YouTube and we'll do it one night for the people. Oh, I, would love that. I would love that. We'll do something. <laughs> Please. Let's, um, you know, we don't have, don't have time this week, but, uh, to talk about what the hell's going on with the Yankees, unless you really want to now, I don't, I think we need more time with that, but I was going to say, what are you looking forward to in sports this weekend, this week? I'm looking forward to uh, not watching the Yankees uh, because I haven't watched them in months uh, because they're painful. And the only time I was going to watch them was with you and mother nature saved my eyes from that. So thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to UFC uh, 100%. I can't wait to see that. This is going to be one of the best cards of the year. Uh, I've said that several times in UFC. He's putting out some pretty solid cards and I'm, I'm huge. uh, Well, I'm extremely happy that this is happening. Uh, And hopefully again, I can get Sam to watch this. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I'm I'm trying to watch. I know I'm not watching Wimbledon because my girls aren't there. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything else that I'm really looking forward to sports wise, except for obviously the finals, which starts today and then the games that carry on in the weekend. But that's really, really it, Sam. How about you? I'm looking forward to some NBA finals action going on. I'm looking forward to the idiots on my street to stop uh, blasting off fireworks, because here's the thing. And I'm still I'm still in your thunder here. I don't I don't know if this is something you're going to touch on but if you're an amateur and you have fireworks you're a loser i'm I sorry fireworks. i hate them you every my poor freaking dog he just ran out of the room because someone just <laughs> fired off, off something again? it's july 5th people like it's mm. over i'm not being a party pooper here you're just like <laughs> you just went over and spent a thousand dollars on fireworks like you're a loser. Okay, that's it. Uh, also, I look forward also to the, hanging out with you. Thank you. And, and watching some UFC and eating some wings and some great craft beer. That, that sounds that sounds that's phenomenal. Uh, also, the Copa Finals, too. So I want to see that as well, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's a hell of a week. It uh, This was episode 26 of the Chasing Points podcast. Uh, wherever and however you listen, thank you. And uh, tell your friends, leave us a five-star review in the Apple podcast. That goes a long way. And uh, subscribe to our page on Spotify and do just all of that stuff. So um, on behalf of Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Points podcast. We will be back next week. Thank you for enduring our hiatus and uh, much love to you. Until next time, peace. Well, you know, in the hiatus, you didn't get to hear me speak my mind. So uh, there's one thing that I've been itching to speak my mind about. And uh, he's considered to be uh, Robin, uh, the greatest sidekick uh, to ever grace the hardwood. Uh, His name would be Scotty Pippen. Um, Scotty, I'm looking forward to you shutting the hell up and stop talking. I understand what you're doing because you have a book coming out 
But now, after all these years of you not playing, all the opportunities in the world to say whatever you felt like saying, you now call Phil Jackson a racist. Uh, people, I'm not going to dive into exactly what he said, but it's based off of that Tony Kukoc shot that he cried like a little sourpuss and sat down about. Uh, but then also had the nerve to still say KD uh, is not the best player in the world currently. It's LeBron James. Um, I don't know if he saw what I saw. Um, I, I don't know, Sam, I saw it differently. You can tell me but uh talk here yeah you you will be allowed to talk this is one i'm I'm letting you in on yes um we should have put this in the show and not uh, the end no no this no no. This is, this is fine this is fine this is uh, this is a rant that i'm shut the hell up here. scotty thank you thank you see sam got my back um the fact that you're talking about kd uh who is going to be uh and i i want to give him his, his respect scotty pippen is a hall of famer he is a legend but he ain't KD, all right? And what KD did in this series, I think shut a lot of people up to show that KD can pretty much essentially do it on his own. But the fact that he turned around and said, you know, LeBron could have done this on his own. I guess you didn't remember what LeBron did with Cleveland when he had Verajao and Ilgauskas and then the Eric Snows and people like that on his team that, that couldn't do anything, right? Then he had to pick up and go to Miami to win. Right. And then he came back to Cleveland and didn't win right away, but then eventually won. Right. LeBron hasn't won by himself at oh, all. Yeah. And Kyrie hitting the biggest freaking one of the biggest shots in NBA exactly. history. No big deal, though. Exactly. So I respect because you've played the game at a, such a high level. I've never played in NBA college, not even high school. Um, but I watched the game as much as you do and understand the game as much as you do um, in my opinion, because I understand and watch plays and watch it very, very closely. But Scotty, my guy, shut the hell up. Just please shut the hell up because we, a lot of people that respect you look at you like you're crazy. You sound like Barkley at times and it's just, you just, it's asinine. Please stop for all of us, for the love of God, please stop. You're tainting. You saw it like right after me. Yeah, you saw it right after the whole the last dance. You saw him just walking stuff back and mm -hmm. and just kind of again being in the shadow of Jordan and not liking it. And man, I I feel like Jordan was pretty open about his how important Scotty was to all of those um, championships. So yeah, someone's just hurt, and it's okay to have feelings. I tell my three-year-old that all the time. It's okay to have big feelings. Man, I... <laughs> it's okay to have big feelings, Scotty. It's I, okay. I, Scotty I got, Pip. I got nothing else. You're freaking Scotty Pippen. You're one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Shut the hell up. Again, this is why I saved this for this. And, uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll get back to my regular schedule program next week. But, uh I couldn't get out of this podcast without saying it. I, it just had to be said. So, yeah, now we can leave the podcast. Thanks, guys. Love y'all. Amateur fireworks are for losers. <laughs> Bye.